When everyone's on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. You can even save time by going from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds. Join the 96% of Grammarly users that say it helps them craft more impactful writing. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. And good morning, everybody, and it is a good morning if uh, you consider yourself part of Broncos country. Not only are the Broncos a little bit closer to possibly making the playoffs, but the Chiefs lose and the way they lose and the way they're complaining about the loss makes it even richer and better and tastier and more appetizing. Don't you think a Taylor Swift song is coming along about yesterday's end to the game? There's got to be some kind of way to whine or cry or, you know, lament or something or other that would work fine for a song. Chief's kingdom Mm -hmm. would be outnumbered by the Swifties by about probably five or 10 to one. Would you agree? I I don't, I guess. However, those sheer, sheer numbers, I'm wondering if, like the Jets and the Sharks in West Side Story, mm-hmm. if the Swifties were on one side right, and Chiefs Kingdom was on the other side, Chiefs Kingdom would be outnumbered. But generally speaking, Swifties are, I'm sorry, I hate to say teenage girls. So in a fist fight, in a rumble, who wins? And I say that because I got news for you. Sorry to break this to you. The Chiefs are as bad as they have ever been since Patrick Mahomes took over, and Taylor Swift might be the common denominator. <laughs> it's There it, might it, be a rumble. It's Taylor Swift's fault. It might be. Oh, it my God. It just might be. I, I'm, not sh- I'm not so sure what was more satisfying, watching the Broncos win in the way that they did or the Chiefs lose in the manner that they did. I mean, seriously, it was like both of them were so robust in their in the way that they affected. There's a great saying about football. It's a game of inches. And if there was ever a snapshot. Oh, my gosh. Okay, Right. That sums that up and you just put the caption game of inches. That's it. It Time now for the lead. The lead is presented by Smoke and Dave's Barbecue and Brew, Colorado's best barbecue since 2007. Get some tonight in Denver, Longmont, Lyons, and Estes Park. Many of you know this, many of you don't, so let's just lay it out right now. The Broncos have a 52% chance to make the playoffs, 12% chance at the division title per the New York Times playoff simulator. Broncos one game behind the Chiefs in the division, but behind Kansas City in the division, for the tiebreak by one game. That means the Broncos would have to win both of their games against the Chargers and the Raiders. The Chiefs would need to lose one. And if that happens, it gets interesting because the tiebreak comes down to common opponents. Bottom line, Broncos win out. The Chiefs lose to either the Chargers or the Raiders. Broncos win the division. And the Swifties 
are going to be heartbroken along with Chiefs Kingdom. Wild card. And this one is a lot more realistic. I think they're going to be heartbroken anyway because the Chiefs are going on the road. We'll see. Wild card. Maybe not. I don't know. But I'm wild card is the more realistic chance. Yeah. I'm not interested in getting into right. at 12% the Broncos' yeah. chances to win the division, just like I was had no interest in talking about the Broncos making the playoffs when they were one and five, two and five, three and five, and four and five. But now that they are over 500 or before the game were 500, yes, there's a reason to talk about it. Broncos go three and one the rest of the way, even with the loss against the Lions. By the way, that could affect, believe it or not, could majorly affect winning the division, but I digress. Three and one the rest of the way, 96% chance to make the playoffs if that loss is to the Lions. If that loss is to an AFC team, 85%. And you want to talk about the stars aligning. You know, we joke about the Chiefs, kind of. But look at the breaks the Broncos got yesterday with teams they needed to lose. Colts lost. Texans lost. Browns won. Yada, yada, yada. How good do you feel the rest of the way? Do you believe they'll go three and one? Yes, I do. And I think we said as much as <laughs> last week. I thought that they'd go four and one in this stretch. I thought that they'd win in Los Angeles. Um, I'm not ready to stake the mortgage on a trip to Detroit. But I don't think it's out of the realm, having watched the, the Lions in two of the last three weeks. They were bad against the Packers. They were bad against the Bears. Um, that's still a good football team. They'll be different at home, obviously. But I, I, I don't... I, mean, I There are two tripping games that are intriguing to me. The Patriots, obviously, just because they're the Patriots coming in here. Right. I mean, you know, you, you never put anything past Bill Belichick ever. You can't. You cannot do it. And then the Raiders in the last week of the season. But you know what? That's down the road. For all that Russell Wilson says in his most optimistic of tones with sunshine beaming out of both eyes and ears and wherever else, he was right about one thing that he said yesterday. And that is we just have to worry about ourselves. Right. We just cannot focus on anything else, anywhere else. And they're right. Focus on what you're doing one step of the way. You can win these next four games. Yeah. They're all doable. The they're, way Detroit right. harder than the others, but the way, right. de the way Detroit has played recently. Right. You thought maybe it was a blip on Thanksgiving. They lost to the Packers. Well, now they wind up losing the Bears. Yeah. With that, and you and I talked about it last week. Just looking at the schedules, the Broncos are not playing any games that affect the playoff picture. They are only playing games that affect them. Right. Detroit, different conference. Doesn't mm -hmm. even count. Yeah. When you look at the three AFC games, Raiders, Chargers, and the Patriots, none of those teams are going to make the playoffs. Yeah. Now let's flip it around. In fact, the Patriots have already been eliminated. Correct. They're, they've got an E next to their name. This is why the road doesn't look easy, but it looks easier for the Broncos. The Browns have to play the Texans. Pitt has to play the Colts. The Texans have to play the Colts. One of those teams, yeah. barring a tie, but one of those teams <laughs> is going to lose 
and not only lose in the standings, but lose tiebreak because those are AFC games. So anytime two teams that are ahead of the Broncos line up, you're going to win. Right. You're probably going to win. Now, if they could have beaten the Texans. Oh, I know. Now we're Imagine the possibilities. Now, you don't even need help, but you're going to get help anyway. Well, you're in the five hole if you beat the, uh, if you had beaten the Texans. Right. If you had gotten eight yards on any one of what should have been four opportunities to get it, you'd be in the five seed right now. But you know what? You can't worry about it. You just pointed out why they're a 52% chance in their current situation to reach the playoffs, even being in the nine hole. Remember, there's seven spots for the for the uh, playoffs, three wild cards. Right now, the Broncos are at number nine in a seven-team race. But what you just pointed out, the fact that everybody in front of them are all playing teams that are playing playoff games, essentially. Games that will affect who gets into the playoffs. Elimination games, if you will. That's why they've got a 52% chance right now, even as the nine seed. I hope I say this correctly. Generally speaking, when you're behind teams, you need all kinds of combinations and permutations and computations to find a way to square that circle to get into the playoffs. Generally speaking, we need this team to lose. We need that team to win. We need this. Okay. But looking at where the Broncos are sitting at 52%, quite frankly, it's really much higher than that if they take care of their own business. Right. And you're looking at a schedule that looks to be favorable. As you look at the other teams, things are just going to happen anyway. I mean, who are you in for? Steelers or the Colts? Really doesn't matter. Yeah. You're in, gonna- in, in, in theory, crazy things are going to have to really go the wrong way as opposed to when we're at this time of the season. Crazy things are going to have to go the right way. With that, Broncos started one and five. I never thought I'd be saying this in September or October. How disappointed will you be? Should Broncos country be? Should this franchise be? If they don't finish 10 and 7. Wait a minute. Would you be pissed if this team didn't make the playoffs? I think it would be hard to be pissed at 10 and 7. I think it would be too. I, I, I the, the work that has been done by this roster and this coaching staff with this roster. It's pretty damned impressive. And to think about where they were, imagine where they were or take your best shot based on being around the locker room and talking to them at one in five, how they could possibly have rebounded Mentally, with the belief that their best was still ahead of them. This was one in five with the 70 burger in Miami. This was one in five with three quarters of brutal football in Chicago. Now, they did come back and win that game, and one could make the argument that that's maybe when the worm started to turn just from a standpoint of the light going off and guys saying, hey, wait a minute. Maybe we can do this. 
But I think it's remarkable that you were able to rescue this team from the edge at one and five. Pretty damned remarkable to right. me. I, so, no, it's a. Uh, I don't think that you could be angry with anything. You get to ten and seven. We'd be disappointed if they don't get to ten and seven. That's the question. I don't think I'll be disappointed if they don't get to. T- I will be surprised if they don't get to ten and. How seven. about nine and eight? Which would be quite a turnaround. I would. I nine and eight would disappoint me at this juncture. Yes. Right at this juncture. Yes. Coming up after the break. The Broncos put up 24 points. If you were flying and you did not catch any of the game and you just read the box score, you're thinking, wow, Broncos offense, 24 points. Mm. Was it really? Or would you re- do you really kind of look at this game and say the defense really, and I mean really, bailed out this offense? That's next. Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Alex, say to me, yes, I planned it. Yes, I planned it. The Dolphins are not making the Broncos cry anymore. Welcome back. Goodman Hurdle, watch us, MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us on the Roller Auctions Twitter feed, at Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman, Wednesday, Planet Open Box. Having an auction for Apple products, Samsung products, Beats headphones, small appliances, and more. The auction is open right now at RollerAuction.com. Get notifications about upcoming auctions at RollerAuction.com. Backslash MHS. In the meantime, if you need new siding, if you need new windows, I can promise you the best place to go to by far is Paramount Siding and Windows. Number one family-owned business, over 400 five-star Google reviews. But I'm going to tell you about my experience. I thought I needed two new windows. Scott came over to the house. I'm not a very handy guy. I've talked about this on the show many, many times. (laughs) And um, it just needed a slight little tweak, like a little fix. I didn't even realize that because, again, I am not handy. They could have very easily sold me two new windows. And most people would have, for starters, most companies won't even come out to look at two windows. They'll say, eh, no, nah, we, 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 don't, we don't have the time. We want the big projects. We want a, uh, we want like a, a multi-million dollar home that has 5,000 windows. If it's under like probably seven windows, they have no interest in showing. Sure. He didn't sell me something I didn't need. I appreciated the honesty, the integrity. Treat yourself to a home makeover when you decide to do with the windows and siding. Go with ParamountSidingAndWindows.com. Time now for The Buzz. The Buzz is presented by Paramount Siding and Windows. Paramount Siding and Windows, it's quality in everything they do. Find them at ParamountSidingAndWindows.com. If you watched yesterday's game and then you looked at the final score, but there was no running total of the score, I think at the end of the game you'd say, how in the world did the Broncos score 24 points? Their fourth quarter drive, 
was outstanding. Maybe their most impressive drive of the season. And the touchdown call on third and one may have been the best call that Sean Payton has made. Brilliant. They were, Unreal. They were four for four on third down. Russell yep. Wilson had a lot to do with it. Chewed up seven and a half minutes o'clock, 13 plays, 75 yards, put the game out of reach. But did the defense bail out the offense, especially when you consider on the first touchdown that they scored, the defense set it up beautifully at the three-yard line. And then the other was an, an incredible one-handed catch by Cortland Sutton, to which I put out on Twitter somewhat sarcastically. Cortland Sutton catches better with one hand than Jerry Judy does with two. Oh, you nasty man. Am I wrong? Not yesterday. Okay. The Broncos have put together a lot of dominating performances on defense during this streak, winning six of their last seven. We know what they did against the Chiefs, right? Mm -hmm. Um, They've had a, a couple of other really impressive defensive performances. With this game yesterday, was this the best of the bunch? I thought the game against Cleveland was probably still a little bit more of a complete effort, but this was pretty close. I think that particular game I would categorize as beating another team up. They imposed their Mm -hmm. will and beat the hell out of them. Okay. In this game, the Broncos were aggressive. They just didn't allow anything to get going. Keenan McCardle didn't have a catch until the second half. And Justin Herbert wasn't even in the game. Right. Austin Eckler, who wants to run the ball more, he was bottled up. The the Chargers don't have all their weapons, but then again, a lot of teams don't have all their weapons. Right. But with that, to give up seven points, that's it. And listen, the, the yardage for the Chargers was good. But then again, they, you know, the second half, you knew when Justin Herbert broke his finger that this game was going to be over. And Easton stick, it sounds like an aluminum baseball bat. Yeah. More than a quarterback. Well, they were over 12 on third down. Sound familiar from last week? It sure does. Yep. Uh, And the Broncos were trending that way for a while early. They got really good late at converting third down. Perfect on that last drive, which, by the way, I'm with you, may have been their best drive of the season. When they absolutely needed it, and then the way that, look, they only averaged 3.4 yards per carry on the ground. They were productive on the ground, um, but they weren't dynamic on the ground, but they were in that series. They averaged 5.5 yards in eight rushes during that series, so they were both dynamic and productive. When it comes to body of work and evaluating Russell Wilson, oh, people were all over Russell Wilson with the loss to the Texans because he didn't complete another fourth quarter comeback. Uh, This isn't the right guy, yada, yada, yada. I'm not going to debate right now with you, nor is there any reason to debate because we've talked about it plenty anyway, whether Russell's the right guy or not for, for next season. With that, once again, Russell Wilson at the controls, using his legs, beautiful pass, great play design to Troutman in the end zone. Right. Russell Wilson made that drive happen. Yeah. He sure did. Yep. And what's funny is for everyone, because we live in a society where it's so microwave that we go game by game instead of looking at the full body of work. How do you feel about Russell Wilson right now? Right. How do you not feel? 
I mean, how do you feel about an eleven yard scamper on third and five? Right. When you gotta have it. I mean But the truth is the offense really wasn't that good. No. But I think the offense isn't that good. The offense is the offense. It kind of stumbles along and then will then you then there'll be a moment where you look at them and say, Oh, okay, this is how it's supposed to look. Oh, Russ still can make that throw. Oh, Sutton can, what is he up to now? 10? Is it 10 touchdowns? Yeah, he's a perfect 10. I mean, so, I mean, there are moments of lucidity with this offense. When you think they can be actually a little better than they really are, and that's a good thing for me because there's still a ceiling. I think that there's still levels of improvement that can be made. Not sure they will be made, but we'll we'll see. To your point earlier, this was a game that the defense essentially won. Handling, handing the offense great field position. Um, you know, it, it was only two to one in turnovers, so it was a plus one. But they stopped him five times on fourth down, which is essentially a turnover. Help me with my memory. With the way the Texans game started last week, the Broncos had a chance to put their foot down pretty early. Does that sound right to you? Mm-hmm. Or am I way off on Yeah, uh, I'd have to check again. Oh, no, no. I, I said, no, actually, you know what? Sutton drops a pass. Yeah. They had lot they had lots of missed opportunities. They had a couple of missed chances early on in that game. Yes. Okay. How do you like the way the script flipped in yesterday's game, in which Keenan McCardle was wide open on Pat Sertan? And he probably could have taken it to the house on the opening drive. And then the Broncos turned the ball over. You can blame it on Russ. Maybe it wasn't a perfect pass. You can blame it on Mims if you want to. And then another missed opportunity right. for the Chargers. Not only do they not get a field goal. Okay, but they get nothing. They go for it on fourth down, and early on, things were not looking good for the Broncos. Two plays that could have not broke it open, mm-hmm. but could have given the uh, the Chargers on two separate occasions a seven to nothing lead. Yeah, Broncos dodged that, weathered the storm, and bang, punched them in the throat, and that was pretty much it. Yeah. By the way, Keenan Allen, not Keenan McCardle, but I get Allen, I yeah. get your reference. They didn't play the Jaguars. They did not. But I will say this, that first series, we probably need not to take just for granted because Russ comes out and makes a really bad throw. The throw to Mims was behind him. He made a catch on a ball. The only way that he could, his body was taking him to where the ball should have been, right, towards the sideline. He had to come back to his exposed side. Defensive player made a good play. It was not on Marvin Mims, in my opinion. Right. It was on Russ. So they've got the ball now in the red zone. And and then Brandon Staley, why aren't you taking I, – I mean, I realize that you're five and seven. I Okay, I understand that. But you need points in that situation. You cannot allow the Broncos to get off the hook with no points. Instead, you go four and out. Then the Broncos regain momentum and rhythm. And there was really no doubt from that point. After they scored the first time, to me, there was no doubt they were going to win the game. So this morning we are talking about a Broncos win. Okay? Very different narrative. This is impromptu producing here. Alex, I would like you to play the intro to the show right now. 
play the get it all queued up, okay? And then play it because what we are talking about right now is after a win. Okay. I want you to know how this show would have started if this was a loss. Want to do the whole liner and everything to make it sound like the beginning of the show? Yeah, I think you can take it from here. No, let's 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 play this out. Let's play this out. Morning drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. And good morning, everybody. Welcome, Morning Drive. Goodman Hurdle. Jerry Judy sucks. I cannot believe he blew the game for the Broncos. All those <laughs> chances that he had, Jerry Judy is the reason why the Broncos lost this game. Russell Wilson wasn't perfect on some deep balls, but Judy had his hands on it, and you learn in peewee football, you drag your toe. All we talked about in the Houston game was, you know, Judy not getting opportunities and things like that. Well, they force-fed him in this particular game, and boy, did he fail miserably. That would have been the lead had they lost. Some form of that. Uh, Jerry Judy led the team with six targets yesterday. Had two situations in one-on-one. By the way, I'm saying Broncos country. The way Broncos country would have reacted. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm not right. saying no. I'm not saying Jerry Judy sucks. I'm saying that would have been a that would have been a kind word that people from Broncos country would have been using on Jerry Judy. That would have been the, the best thing you could have said about him. The first one where he got turned around and wasn't in the didn't see it, that's just was brutal. I mean, you got to make that play. That's a forty plus yard. Who needs to make that play, Judy? Okay. Has got to make that play. Okay. That that's an explosive that puts you in the red zone. You're gonna get points out of it. It's an early indicator. Then the the second one was contested, but you know what? You're Jerry Judy. Get some damn separation. You got one on one coverage. One on one coverage. The play in the red zone, I knew was coming because I watch red zones on Friday. I knew the play that was coming. As soon as I saw the formation, now they have three options off of the formation, but Judy was wide open the way that Sean Payton designed it and had plenty of room to drag the foot. Dude, that's peewee football crap. That's football That's football 101. Get your damn foot down. Are you flipping kidding me? And remember, this is a situation where it's still seven to nothing. This is late in the second quarter. This game is not out of the woods by any stretch of the imagination. Now I will tell you this, you go into the uh, you go into halftime up 14 to nothing and you're getting the ball to start the second half, although it was more of the same. Still, my thinking would have been this game's close. Well, I'll tell you what I put out on Twitter. And I don't know if I can find it verbatim, but this was probably midway through the um probably midway through the second quarter. Okay. Let me see if I can find this because I, Lord knows I don't want to misquote myself. (laughs) Well, no, don't do that. Because if I say something and then I misquote myself, then um, I'm going to say, well, I was misquoted. Basically what I said was, um, I don't believe in people jinxing things. 
that makes sense? Yeah. You put, you put, oh, right. you're, you're such a jinx. No, yeah. uh, no, I'm not. not you're not, okay about talking about a no hitter in the dugout. I, I'm you're not, good. I am. I'm not going to walk up to the player. No. Okay. But believe me, on my couch, I'm not affecting the outcome of the game. If you think that I have that type of power, <laughs> first of all, thank you. I appreciate the nice compliment. Right. But if I have that type of power to affect outcomes, then I'm going to be using it for things other than football. Good, because the world needs it. I'll be using a lot of it. I'll be using it for good. But what I basically said was, if the Broncos score a touchdown here in the second quarter, the game is over. Like, literally, it's over. Mm-hmm. The Broncos' defense is smothering Herbert and the Chargers' offense. Um, barring a bunch of crazy turnovers and weird plays. Don't you get a feeling watching a game? Yes. Right. Very right. much so. Even if it's early in the yeah. game, if they score here, they're just not going to come back. Well, that And la- that's how I felt midway through the second quarter. And right before I press send on my tweet, Jerry Judy does not come down with that ball. Okay. That was late in the third, in the second quarter. That's what I, I meant. And here, and here's, and here is why you felt that way. You are absolutely dead on target. Dead on target. And I and I think I just said the same thing. That was a drive that started with two timeouts with a buck 28 left from their own 30-yard no, no, line. It was earlier in the no, game. No, no, no. For me, it was well, earlier. Not, not if it was – you just said the minute you were ready to send to send it, Jerry Judy – Jerry Judy – No, he had three botches in the, in the second in – the, in the first half. I'm talking about the second botch, not the toe drag. I'm oh, talking, not I'm, the toe drag. I'm talking earlier than that. I said this game's over. Uh, it was it was at 11:22. Javante starts with a 15-yard catch and a run. Jalil follows it with nine, and then Burton picks up the two yards for the first down. Then on first and ten from the 46, they go deep to Judy. And Judy can't come up with it. And they end up punting. Here, here's the thing. When they look at film today and they're critiquing Judy on when he was contested on that one of the deep balls, yeah. the second one, and they say, you should have come down with it. And he goes, well, and if he has any excuse, they're going to cut immediately to Cortland Sutton catching the ball with one hand. Which one on the sideline or in the end zone? In the end zone. The sideline catch was one of the best of the day. Right. They're, they're gonna they're gonna cut right to that and say, right. well, it's like you don't want to compare your kids to each other, but I think they'll have that on the ready if Judy says anything about I was covered. Look at the guys that made plays in the receiving game yesterday. Cortland Sutton goes without saying. Yeah. One of his three receptions was a brilliant one hand grab in the back of the end zone. Samaje P. Ryan always is big in the passing game, right? How about Kroll? How about the play that Lucas Kroll made? Yeah. On a third down, by the way. Right. Third and like seven. Right. They had to pick up. He only picks up 35 on and the then, play. And then they wound up getting a penalty to give him an extra 15 yards, what, inside the five at that point? Yeah. And then how about, and then Adam Troutman actually gave them, well, he gave them two receptions. And one of them was a touchdown. I got to tell you, that's one of those balls where you're so wide open. You, you're sure that you're not sure he's going to catch it. You, you're really not. <laughs> Coming up after the break, the Colorado Buffaloes have an offensive line and then some. This was an enormous weekend for the Buffs. We'll talk about it next. 
Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us smileysports.com. You can reach us. Roller Auctions Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman. Wednesday, Planet Open Box having an auction for Apple products, Samsung products, Beats headphones, small appliances, and more. The bidding is open right now at RollerAuction.com. Get notifications about upcoming auctions at RollerAuction.com backslash MHS. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending is presented by Roller Auctions. Get what you want at the price you want. Go to RollerAuction.com slash MHS and they'll send you notifications on their latest auctions. Well, the Buffs needed help on their offensive line. Over the last week, they have gotten six new ones. They got that kid, um, the five star Jordan kid. Seaton. Mm-hmm. Okay, so right. he, he's a recruit. Mm-hmm. Then they pick up five from the transfer portal. Yep, Murray Ward had already committed from Jackson State. Then they pick up four more guys. And how do you like these numbers according to Pro Football Focus? I'm not going to give all of their names. They have given up a combined eight sacks on nearly three thousand pass blocking attempts for their careers. Eight sacks, three thousand pass blocking attempts over the past two seasons. 76 career starts at the FBS level. I got to tell you something. I'm not surprised that they mm-hmm. got these guys. No. Not not one bit. I'd be surprised if they didn't get these guys. How it comes together, we will see. But, they, but now, this offense, specifically the offensive line, they have all the right ingredients to make a great dish. Let's see how it plays out. The... Pro football focus numbers I thought were interesting because they designated pass protection. Right. I want to know how they are running the football. I want to know how they are going downhill running the football. I would always have more concern about an offensive lineman and pass pro than moving their feet forward. Right. I am not concerned about moving their feet forward. Pass. Look at McGlinchey. I know he's a road grader. I know Bowles is a road grader. They were pretty Miners, good in protection yesterday. Right. Miners yep. is a road grader. Yep. Offensive linemen almost always are better at run blocking sure. than pass pro. Of course. Because their feet are going backwards in pass pro. Yeah. But you still got to run the ball. I got it. And, um, and yeah, absolutely. I will make this statement. Good on them. Yep. Not surprising. Wait and see. I need to be proven. It needs to be proven to me now at this point that they can put together a cohesive offensive front that protects Shadur and that can run the football. It is a two-pronged situation for me. If you can only pass protect and you're still a one-dimensional offense, you've got issues because it allows the defense to do more in attacking the quarterback. You've got to be able to run the football on some level. You have to be able to run the football. And, um, and then my, and then obviously, uh, 
how good are they in in pass pro? They can't be any worse than this last group. So I will give them this. They've improved already. To what level they've improved remains to be seen. I know Deion Sanders could care less what I have to say, but I'm going to say it anyway. This is a pretty impressive group of guys they've gotten for their offensive line, and they just picked up what is believed to be a very impressive four-star recruit at wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Okay? They brought these guys in, but there's a great saying. Winning the offseason means nothing. Right. So, for the second consecutive year, Colorado has won the offseason. But this is my advice, not that he cares what I say. Dion, please don't do a victory lap. Please. We've seen how that worked out. You believe now, all of that stuff, winning your first three games. Just let the season play out. Don't talk so much and let the winds do the talking for you. Because he was suddenly very quiet over the final six, seven games of the season. Mm-hmm. And that bravado just wasn't there. I hate the I hate when people say, well, you're a hater and you hate Deion Sanders. No, people just don't like the what turned out to be false bravado. You will get everyone on your side. There will be no haters if you stop boasting about winning the offseason. Well, I haven't heard him yet. He hasn't said anything so, so, to so his I'm, credit. So I'm going to give him the benefit right, of the doubt on that I. one. And by the way, I'm still waiting for defensive guys too. So um, it's not just an offensive line that needs mending. The whole defense needs work. Right. Other than, other than a couple of corners. Because I haven't heard much defensively. No, specifically the defensive line. Yeah, and and maybe, maybe they're out of money. And let let well, no, don't don't laugh. I, I'm not even chuckling. Don't laugh. Maybe they have spent their money, for lack of a better phrase, through the NIL collective yeah. on the offensive line. Yeah. I don't know. Well, there's still plenty of work to be done, and uh, but yeah, a very good step taken forward last week, and like I said. You can't be any worse than really what you were last year in the, on the offensive front. What do we have coming up on Just In Case You Missed It? We'll further discuss the eventful ending of the Chiefs' first Bills game and also discuss the health of Quinn Miners as he left yesterday's game with an elevated heart rate. That's next on Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle on My High Sports. Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us, MileHighSports.com. You can reach us, Roller Auctions Twitter feed, at Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman, Wednesday, Planet Open Box. 
having an auction for Apple products, Samsung products, Beats headphones, small appliances, and more. The auction is open right now at RollerAuction.com. Get notifications about upcoming auctions at RollerAuction.com backslash MHS. Time now for the final word. The final word. Is presented by the McKenzie Law Firm. Don't wait before it's too late. Protect your family by setting up a will, living will, or estate plan with Dan McKenzie at themckenziefirm.com. Just in case you missed it. Presented by Mountain High Appliance, Colorado's favorite appliance store for 25 years in Louisville, Colorado Springs, and now open in their new store in Littleton. Go to mountainhighappliance.com. A very eventful finish to yesterday's Chiefs-Bills game. An offensive offsides call on wide receiver Kadarius Toney wiped out a 49-yard touchdown where Travis Kelsey threw a lateral across the field to Toney. Patrick Mahomes was very upset after the game, saying, I've played seven years and never had offensive offside called. That's elementary school stuff we're talking about. There was no warning throughout the entire game, and then you wait until there's a minute left in the game to make a call like that. It is tough. How do you guys feel about the offsides call and how Mahomes reacted to it? Did Kadarius Tony do a check with me with the official on the line? He's allowed to do that. I mean, did he do that? No. 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 Uh, you know, I, in in this situation, they have and he has no one to blame but himself. Come on, for God's sakes. All you have to do is check with the, with the line judge. Take a half step back. They'll always tell you if you're okay. Right. And it happens with offensive linemen all the time. All you have to do is check, and they will tell you. Yes. However, the referees did say after the game, if it is so egregious, we're not saying anything. Which it was egregious. Yeah. I mean, and by the way, it doesn't diminish. Well, it does diminish it because the play technically never happened. A flipping brilliant play. Right. That was executed so well. Talking about pull a rabbit out of your hat at a time when you need it. Wow. I am not going to defend Patrick Mahomes because there's no defense of his reaction. Yeah. Basically, what he said was, well, it didn't affect the play. And yes, it was kind of offsides, but it wasn't. It didn't affect the play. Either you're pregnant or you're not pregnant. There's no such thing as I'm sort of pregnant. Either you're offsides or you're not offsides. But the line of the day, not only of the day, but of the year, of the century, and quite possibly the 20th century, (laughs) comes from Rex Ryan, in which he said this morning, you know, I like toes, but I don't like this one. Yeah. And he was so self-deprecating about it. Yeah. It was hilarious well i'm not a big rex ryan fan but that is an absolute classic that's pretty good pretty good wow credit where credit's due hats off to rex for that one yes that's a solid one yes meanwhile we have no idea if ryan clark was under the table when he said it all right and and i'm not going there i'm only going from the knee down right so let's not make our minds wander or get me in trouble for saying something that I didn't mean. Why do you even bring it up? Just leave it to people's imaginations. Yeah, I know, but somebody... Well, Eric's, well, Eric's referring you. to a guy under the table with I, another uh, guy. Yeah, I, yeah, we don't... Yes. All right. Okay. Let, All right. Okay. Thank you. All right, just in case you missed it, Quinn Miners 
remained in a Los Angeles area hospital last night as a precaution after he experienced an elevated heart rate during the first half of yesterday's game. Uh, good news is Miners' heart, heartbeat seems to be back under control. Uh, this did happen to Graham Glasgow a couple years ago, and he was able to recover quickly. Uh, Miners is having a career year. Do you think he'll return from this soon? Hopefully. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I mean, obviously not a doctor, nor do I play one on TV. So uh, I know Luke Wattenberg was surprisingly good, basically taking half the snaps at that uh, right guard position. So it was encouraging to at least see a little depth working for the Broncos yesterday. But I will say this, they are a much better offensive line with Quinn Miners in there, who I think is a guy that should evoke some support for all-star type of all-pro, all-star, you know, those types of accolades at the end of this season. When your offensive line has been together the entire season and guys are not shuffling in and out, Luke Wattenberg did a really nice job. He did a nice job. With that, you can absorb one new guy because there is so much continuity with the other four. Good point. That's where depth... Listen, you always want really good depth and you love to bring in a a, a guy off your bench who's really, really good. But even if he isn't, I'm not suggesting that's Luke Wattenberg. These guys have been together for so long and yep. they know what each other is doing Couple for the most other. part. Right. It, it, it lessens the potential sting of bringing in someone off the bench, especially bringing him in to replace Miners, who has arguably been their best offensive lineman. That was Mountain High Appliance. Just in case you missed it, you can walk into any store, try out the appliances before you buy them. If you want to redesign your entire kitchen, they actually have a set, not only a staff that can do that, but in their showrooms, they have entire kitchens lined out. It's not just a bunch of appliances. It's what your kitchen can look like. It's really cool when you walk in there. Mountain High Appliance, you can find them in Louisville, Littleton. You can also find their clearance center in Denver. Coming up after the break, Broncos playoff chances have gone up dramatically. And believe it or not, it would not surprise either of us if they wound up making the playoffs, when you look at what they need to do compared to the teams that they are chasing and the teams they have to play, not because those teams are so good, but it's kind of like one team is going to knock out the other team. And then what about winning the division? How possible is that? It's not as far-fetched as you think. That's next.